It's Wednesday, April 22nd, and today on What a Week with Woods, I'll be discussing Trump suspending immigration, the reopening of some southern states, as well as rumors that North Korea's leader's life is in grave danger. But first, here's some updates. Republicans and Democrats reached a deal on another coronavirus relief package yesterday, which includes $310 billion to replenish the Paycheck Protection Program, which provided loans to small businesses. The deal also includes $75 billion for hospitals and healthcare workers and $25 billion to help expand COVID-19 testing, which public health experts say is a critical component to any plan to reopen the economy. The Senate promptly approved the bill, which is a total cost of $484 billion. A dispute over how to handle the effort to ramp up testing for the virus had held up the legislation. The House plans to vote on the package on Thursday, while President Trump signals that he'll sign the compromise bill. And just in time, too, because earlier this week, the World Health Organization director said that the worst is yet ahead of us in the coronavirus pandemic. The outbreak has killed more than 170,000 people worldwide, including over 45,000 in the United States, and has infected an additional 2.5 million people. Some countries have reported a drop in new cases, but public health experts warn that the virus could explode in less developed countries with limited health care facilities. Our favorite doctor, Dr. Anthony Fauci, head of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases and a member of President Trump's Coronavirus Task Force, responded to protesters calling coronavirus lockdowns tyranny by warning that reopening the United States too quickly could result in a burst of new infections. And I quote, unless we get the virus under control, the real recovery economically is not going to happen, Fauci said. In a recent report, at least 26,000 more people may have died over the past month than have officially reported, according to a review of mortality data in 11 countries. Uh, in 11 country shows, the totals include deaths caused by COVID-19, as well as those stemming from other illnesses that could be treated by overwhelmed healthcare systems. In many European countries, recent data show 20 to 30 percent more people have been dying than normal. Uh, these numbers undermine the notion that many people who have died from the virus may soon have died anyway. In Paris, more than twice the usual number of people have died each day, far more than the peak of a bad flu season. In New York City, the number is now four times the normal amount. President Trump on Tuesday provided details on a tweet in which he vowed to suspend immigration, saying that he would order a 60-day halt in issuing green cards to keep people seeking permanent residency from immigrating to the U.S. during the coronavirus crisis. He framed the policy as a way to protect American jobs during an unprecedented surge of unemployment caused by the coronavirus shutdowns and prevent people infected with COVID-19 from entering the U.S. Trump decided to not, uh, not to suspend guest worker programs after business groups argued that cutting off access to foreign labor would only damage the economy. Some Critics called the move an attempt to distract from Trump's uh, handling of the coronavirus outbreak. Others said it would merely hamper the economic recovery because of the vital contributions made by immigrant entrepreneurs and skilled workers. Uh, Several U.S. states, including Georgia, Tennessee, and South Carolina, are getting ready to open back up despite warnings from medical experts. Uh, In Georgia, the decision was met with disbelief from some mayors who mentioned that the state's death toll and case rate have not seen a decisive drop. Such a benchmark is one of the indicators laid out in the Trump administration's guidelines for reopening local economies. The country's top infectious disease doctor, Anthony Fauci, again warned that easing restrictions too soon not only endangers lives, it could put a serious squeeze on demand for medical supplies, which are already in critical short supply. Deaths in the U.S. have nearly doubled over the past week. So let's stop with COVID for right now. So let's do some uh, global news. 
Uh, Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu and centrist rival Benny Gantz on Monday announced a deal to form an emergency unity government. Uh, the deal calls for Netanyahu, uh, leader of uh, the right-wing party, to stay on as Prime Minister with Gantz as his deputy for 18 months. The two would then switch jobs. Um, Netanyahu and Gantz essentially tied in three straight elections in about a year. Both had opportunities to form ruling coalitions, but neither managed to do it. Uh, Gantz had repeatedly called Netanyahu, who faces a looming corruption trial, unfit to lead. Um, but, and Gantz, a former army chief and head of the Blue and White Coalition, recently shifted gears after failing in his latest attempt to form a government and said he would be open to working with Netanyahu to confront the coronavirus crisis, uh, disappointing many of his supporters. U.S. officials are monitoring intelligence that North Korean leader Kim Jong-un's health is in grave danger following uh, heart surgery, a heart procedure, CNN reported, citing a U.S. official with direct knowledge. Kim's health has long been considered vulnerable due to his smoking and obesity, but South Korea said it had no unusual signs to back up the report. We have nothing to confirm regarding recent media reports about the health uh, problems of Chairman Kim Jong-un of North Korea, and no atypical movement inside North Korea has been detected. China has also denied any reports that Kim Jong-un's life is in grave danger. They've all confirmed that he did have a heart procedure earlier, I believe earlier this month, um, but that he is simply in recovery right now. Um, Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau said Monday he would swiftly press forward with gun control legislation following what is considered the deadliest shooting rampage in the country's history, which left at least 18 people dead in Nova Scotia um, over the weekend. Uh, Trudeau and his allies had promised to enact the gun laws in last year's campaign. We were on the verge of introducing legislation to ban assault-style weapons across the country, Trudeau told reporters. It was interrupted when the pandemic caused Parliament to be suspended. But we have every intention of moving forward on the measure and potentially on that measure and potentially other measures when Parliament returns. Police say a single gunman killed the victim Saturday and Sunday during a 12-hour shooting spree in rural communities before he died in a standoff with officers. Depressing. All right, here's what else is happening. Um, despite Biden's campaign announcement that March was their most successful fundraising month yet, new figures show that Mr. Biden, uh, the presumptive Democratic nominee and his party, are nearly $187 million behind President Trump and the Republican National Committee. The Supreme Court on Monday ruled that only unanimous juries can convict defendants in criminal trials. The Supreme Court decision overturned the 2016 conviction of a Louisiana man for killing a woman in New Orleans. Hundreds of inmates found guilty by split juries now could get new trials. Writing for the majority, Justice Neil Gorsuch said it was unmistakable that the Sixth Amendment guarantee of fair trials meant unanimous convictions. Justice Samuel Alito wrote in a dissent that the majority was lowering the bar for overruling our precedents by sweeping aside a 48-year-old decision that lets states set their own laws on non-unanimous juries. Now, remember, the Supreme Court is still, uh, for the first time, taking oral arguments over uh, or via phone. Um, so that uh, they wouldn't stop working during the pandemic. All right, a couple more, uh, couple more news headlines. The, the benchmark uh, price for crude oil in the U.S. fell below, below zero for the first time in history. Um, that means that producers are actually paying traders to take the oil off of their hands because they don't have enough storage capacity. Um, and of course, this is uh, a culmination of uh, not just the oil kind of the oil wars between Russia and Saudi Arabia. Um, in OPEC, but also due to massively uh, dried up demand due to the coronavirus uh, shutdowns um, and storage facilities, again, reaching mass capacity. 
And finally, the Senate Intelligence Committee on Tuesday released a bipartisan report confirming its conclusion that Russia interfered in the 2016 election, aiming to help Donald Trump win the presidency. The panel, supporting the intelligence community's January 2017 uh, assessment, cited specific intelligence that Russian President Vladimir Putin approved and directed some of the Kremlin's efforts. The reports from a Republican-led panel chaired by Senator Richard Burr out of North Carolina undercut President Trump's repeated attempts to dismiss allegations that Russia tried to help his campaign as a hoax fueled by Democrats and deep state bureaucrats. Senator Mark Warner, Democrat of Virginia, the panel's vice chairman, said there was, and I quote, no reason to doubt that Russian success in 2016 is leading them to try again in 2020. All right, that's it for today. Be sure to check back next week for another What a Week with Woods as I continue to run down what's relevant in this crazy COVID-19 world. I'll be on the lookout for the discussion post uh, where I ask you to go and uh, reflect on, again, the most important topic for the week, whether it's something I talked about uh, here or other stories that pop up uh, throughout the week as well. So remember, stay safe, stay sane, and practice good social distancing. Woods out.